Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha Casper-Cook, and we have a great show today. Uh, good Story is a Good Story, and we have two guests on today. We have Scotty Casper, Scotty V. Casper. He's not a relative, and I hardly know anybody with my last name, <laughs> my maiden name, and uh, Crystal Gauthier. So it's going to be fun. Crystal is um, has a marketing company. I've known her for years, and she does my marketing also. And uh, Scotty is a Western writer, and so we haven't had many of those on. So it's going to be exciting to hear what he has to say. Very popular as an author. So hi, Scotty. How are you? And hi, Crystal. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? So, Scotty, I'm Hi. good. So yeah. we have a Western guy here, which is a good thing, so we want to hear about you. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then Crystal will get in, and then we'll talk. You're very popular. I looked you up here. You've got a lot going on. Okay, well, I always wanted to be a writer, and uh, I got a degree in English literature from BYU, in the 70s, then I got another Bachelor of Arts degree in journalism from the University of Alaska, Fairbanks. But I still couldn't write uh, very well, and I just kept at it, kept at it. And finally, when I was 50 years old, I decided uh, I'd start writing. So I started writing magazine articles, and it was really hard to break in and get published. Uh, in the yeah. magazines back then, yeah, I got enough rejection slips to paper my uh, office with. I got those uh, too. I have what? those too. We all have those. <laughs> it's a yeah. common thing among writers. We all have that, and we kind of save them. I don't know why, but we do. Yes. Uh, finally, I got a magazine, uh, uh, Vietnam magazine, published an article I wrote uh, about a mortar attack I was in when I was in Vietnam. And then from there, I started getting published a little bit with the magazines, and I decided to write a novel. So I'd been reading Robert Parker at the time, and I decided to write a mystery. So I wrote a mystery. It was titled, uh, and it was set in Fairbanks, Alaska. Terrorism in Fairbanks, terrorism Alaska style, and uh, hmm. wasn't received very well. And from there, I broke into started writing westerns. Uh, you know, you it, did very know, well. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> see, sometimes you just have to find your niche. You know, it's interesting. You had they have degrees, and see, that's the thing. What the only thing that I could say to people is you could have degrees, but you really have to just write, you know, because it's very different than any other kind of writing, you know, novels. It's different, you know, than magazines or in newspapers. And so if you have training in it, it's still it's hard. A novel is a complete different thing. You have to create a whole world and everything like that. But um, in your case, you should try putting out your other books again because now that you're popular, maybe they'll read your other books. Right, Crystal? Isn't that true? And he's got all of his books pretty much there, just not the articles that he wrote. Um, yeah. I just, I can't say enough about you, Scotty, to people. I mean, I'm always, always talking about you, and that's the truth. <laughs> this is well, true. Thank you, this is true. 
Well, you know, uh, Crystal, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, too. So let's then we'll just move on. But I want everybody to know who you are. Okay. I'm Crystal Gauthier. I own, well, I co-own um, C&J Promoting and Marketing. And um, I have had a long journey. Um, I was an author um, and I was a publisher. So all through the years, I've gathered all this information, and I'm not an expert on it, but if you ask me a question, I can answer. (laughs) Um, As far as new advertising and marketing and promotions and everything, it's hard um, to get something right so that the readers really respond to it. And so... The last few years, I've been searching, I mean searching, for places to put my authors so that, you know, we can sell some books. And so that's what I do. Um, I have a website at cnjpromotionsmarketing.com, and I encourage everybody to visit it because Scotty's books are there, and he can, you know, you uh, yeah, can I have both, them, I have both um, the links on the page. I have both the links right. on my show page, you know, so you can just okay. click the link and you can find more about Scotty and Crystal, you know. Um, so I think, you know, it is hard promoting, you know, and there are certain markets, you know, uh, I think, every, well, maybe they don't know, so maybe I better say I'm an author, screenwriter. Uh, I was a um, literary guild agent, a WGA with the guild. We did a lot of screenplays, things like that. But uh, I'm, I'm not doing that much now, but... When we did, I'll tell you, this is very interesting because everything has changed so much. Like when you wanted to talk to people about, you know, selling scripts, they go, we don't want period pieces or we don't want westerns. And so now everything has turned around because it's very different. There's a lot of westerns on TV now, and there hardly were any before. You know, they have Yellowstone, they have all these things now that are, you know, that weren't popular and now are popular again. You know, so I think that you're at the right time, Scotty, to, to come out with all of this because people want Western, you know, want to read them, and they're very loyal fans. I mean, you have loyal fans. So, what what made what kind of characters? Like when you're, I don't, you know, because Western characters are different, and you can't really write a Western book if you don't know anything about Westerns. It's it's detailed, and the people that read them will know. So. What, what would you like to talk about that, how you became such so popular and making this series with good characters? Well, uh, well I started out uh, reading Zane Gray and Louis L'Amour and William Johnstone and all the great writers, and I've read hundreds and hundreds of Westerns. And uh, then when I lived in Fairbanks, Alaska, I lived up there for 42 years, I decided but I wanted to be a leading authority on mountain men, so I started researching mountain men, and I did that for about a year and a half. So I've learned quite a bit about the West. And I I was born and raised in uh, Utah, in Heber City, Utah, which reminds me we both have the name of Casper. Where is your family from? Ohio. Ohio, I see. Maybe we're cousins. uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) there's not that many casters, you know. There really aren't, you know. Um, It's uh, but my I I think my my name was shortened. They shortened the name. It's a different name. But um, when my my you know my relatives they they shortened it. So you know it was kind of Casper the ghost the whole time. I you know when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And Casper's still out, so it's like. Right. It's true, you know. But I think, you know, when, you know, uh, Virginia Grenier and I started this long, she's not doing the shows for about five years, but she was from Utah. So we had all, it was a very, we had a lot of different guests from Utah, and I had clients from Utah, and, you know, they're very successful. It's very artsy, too, you know, in Utah. So this is, you know, an interesting place to be, Utah. People love it. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people, you know, and I, your characters. So when you studied everything, so you just you just decided to come up with characters because you actually were studying, like mountain men and things like that, which yeah. you have to do because you can't make it up. 
have a favorite gypsy? Of, yeah. Go ahead. I've written a lot of classic westerns, uh, a Kid Utah series there, and they're all set in Utah, and I try to use Utah uh, place names. But I'd like to say that I really want to thank Crystal. She does a fabulous job. Uh, part of the reason why some of my books are on the bestseller list is due, uh, due to her efforts. So I yes. really no. <laughs> And it does take a lot of effort. You know, I think that I don't th- I think people sometimes think that, oh, you just put a book out and then it happens. It doesn't. And it always doesn't happen even if you do market. I mean, and it's not the marketing person's fault. I mean, Crystal, you do what you do, but you, as marketing, you know, I'm marketing, you know, guests all the time. You just don't know, you know, but you have to have something that they want, which obviously you're doing because that's what they want, you know. Um, it puts yeah. you out there when you have what the people are wanting, yeah. you know. And I think, <laughs> Crystal, you want to take it from there? Crystal, you want to talk about that a little well, I just, um, uh, you know, I've read some of Scotty's books, and the style that he writes is, you know, it's like a classic Western author. Yeah. You know, like you said, Zane Gray. Well, when I think about marketing people, I think the marketing part is the videos and um connecting the author with different places um, that their book can go. And sometimes I can't add their books in because of passwords and things. So I ask them to do it, and I give them, you know, like on our group page. That's the page that, you know, all of my, um, or our, I should say, shouldn't say mine, our clients should go to see what's going on every day. And I do leave messages there that market their books. And um, as far as the ads that I make, you know, sometimes I get creative with them and sometimes I'm just bored of doing so many all the time. (laughs) So, you know, I will just put the book in the link and sometimes. But um, most of the time it's the ads that I make, the good ads, and they draw attention to people. So that's what I like. It's to do. Ha- it's hard. It's very hard to draw attention, you know, to because there are so many authors out there. I mean, it's the market is loaded. So you really have to have characters that they want to read about. And obviously, Scotty, you do. I mean, because they're reading your books, and you you know when you have series and you and they're reading it, they like your characters. Yeah, are you surprised by your success in this field? Excuse me, could you repeat that? Yeah, sure. Are you surprised by your success at this time in your life when you tried before to write and now you picked a a genre that people are really interested in? Yeah, I've always been set for failure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really surprised (laughs) over it and very very happy over it. Uh, It's great. I, I, I write for Dusty Saddle Publishing. I have a publishing contract with them. And there's 80 of us in their stall. So there's 80 writers pumping out maybe three or four books a year. So we're flooding the market with Westerns, and it's coming back. The Western is coming back. It's becoming very yeah. popular. When yeah, I was up in Fairbanks, a, I, I went to a lecture one time. A writer came in, and he said, you can't be a good writer until you've written a, th- a million words. Well, I haven't written a million words yet, I don't think, so maybe uh, there's room for improvement for me. Well, I actually think that could be wrong, wrong because who's going to be counting your words? (laughs) I wonder what happened to that person that gave advice like that, because that's actually (laughs) kind of berserk to say that you have to write, because there are people that, you know, some people just write out of the box, they just, have a bestseller, but very few. Most people have to have done this for a long time. It doesn't just happen. And as you yes. write more, I think what he's trying to say was when you write more, you do get better. And sometimes you look at your older work and go, well, I guess I could see why that didn't go anywhere. You know, And you know as the years go on, yes. if you continue, that's the point. People don't continue, so they don't know if they're going to get better or not. If you quit, that means you don't know if you're going to get better. I mean, you just give it up. You don't really, yeah. you shouldn't give up writing. I mean, all these, I've done this for 20 years, and I 
on all my shows, I say basically my shows I've done, I think, for like 15 and I would, or 14, and I would say just keep writing. This is what you need to do. If you stop writing, right. you'll never know. And, you know, what's to say that five years from now down the line, somebody will pick up your book and go, you know what? This this might be a great book for a series on TV because that's how they're finding new series from books. That's Scotty's, that Finn Sullivan um, series. My gosh, those books are good. I really, yeah. really love them. And I can, you know, say, Scotty, that either Finn, or, you know, add to the Finn Sullivan or add to the Kid Utah because those books, are great. I really enjoy reading them. My dad was a Western reader, and he uh-huh. thinks he's a homegrown cowboy. But um, yeah. well, thank he you. He really, he uh, really enjoyed them too. So. But Alaska is also a very different place to, you know. Um, that, I mean, that's kind of a good experience to be in Alaska. It's very different than every place else. It's not like anywhere else. Yes, that's that's for and, sure. And they have a new yeah. show about Alaska journal uh, journalist. Um, it's on uh, yeah. ABC. I, I think it's CBS, ABC. And um, so I think people are really getting into that, you know. And I think there's there's so many markets that are open now that weren't ever open. You know, they westerns were big like a long time ago, and then for a while, like I said before, they nobody yeah, wanted them. Yeah, you know, I had an I had an author that was my client, and he did really good then. And then when he brought his things out in the you know twenty thousand, you know two thousand, you know, um, they weren't doing what he did, but he was a classic, and people he did really well. You know, he's gone now. I but, have four. You know, I have four Western authors. I have four Western authors that are doing so good right now. Yep. So, yeah, I would say the Western market is perfect for Scotty right now. He's, you know, it, it fluctuates. His his ranking on Amazon, it fluctuates a lot, but that's the market. You know, that's what's oh, yeah. going I, you on know what, now. I, I wish they would get rid of that because I think that's the most horrible thing for authors. I really do. It's just yeah. so, it, it's not a good idea. I mean, it's we're all pitted against each other. It's terrible. I mean, because they change it all the time. And if you're in the genres that sometimes people get into, isn't even the genre the story's in, but Amazon does switch, the put different genres in that we didn't even ask for. They, they make up, yeah. you know, sometimes they find, I heard from some people that they've asked people, you know, reviewers, what market people belong in. And sometimes I didn't even know this. And then sometimes they add that word, you know, or that genre in because somebody told them that that's what they thought, you know, a reviewer thought. So it is kind of tricky when you might look at your site and, you, you know, you might look at Amazon and you go, well, how did I get in that category? You know, and and that's that's the hard thing is the categories that they put people in, but a Western is a Western, you know, and that market is strong right now. So that's what it's a good thing. So you keep going, you know, and you have, if you have four authors, you know, cause not everybody can write Western. It's really not an easy genre to write. Like I said before, you have to really know what you're writing. You just can't fake it. It's like historical romance. You cannot fake that, you know, because people that are readers of historical romance or like Westerns, they know what everything means. So you can't just put something in there that they'll go, you know, they, they will write that, that this is not a true Western to them. They'll do that. But once you have a good market and you know they like your characters, so I think that's good for you. You know, and so you've achieved yeah, what you I, wanted to do. I'd like to talk about critics for a few minutes. I hate them. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we, <laughs> okay, we, we can spend, do that. <laughs> spend hours, years writing a book, and then mm-hmm. some cretin gets on there and and gives it a bad, you know, rap. Uh, and anyway, their punctuation is horrible, or spelling's horrible. They can't write, and yet they'll get on there and say bad things about a book. I'll, I'll have a book that a lot of people have said really nice things, and then all of a sudden there's some guy says, 
the worst book he ever read. I know. And, uh, I know. I, I despise that. Yeah, I think it's very bad. And I think also, I think people, you know, uh, I talk about this a lot because I think there are people that I know over the years that got a few bad reviews. And they stopped writing. And that is, that really, so I talk about that a lot because it's so unfair. If somebody is reading a Western and they really don't like Westerns, then don't give a review. If you're not a Western reader or if you're not a romance reader, don't take the, don't review a book. You could read it, but exactly. don't review it and say you don't like it. It's, it's so unfair to the writer. And you're right. It takes, and the other thing is, I think what happens is, People don't realize it takes a long time to get your writing career going. And we're giving our books at a 99 cents, 2.99. So and still people want it free. And it's a lot of work. And I always say this cuz one time years ago I had a show and we were talking about that and somebody and this always stuck in my mind. They go people go and spend $4 for a cup of coffee and they won't spend 3.99 for a book. Which is really yeah. sad because look how much work. Like you said, it's a lot of work to put a book out. So you know, and I think that's Crystal. You know that people want it or they want free books. Lonely. Yeah, places. they do. They do. <laughs> very, very lonely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. I, it, I hate the writing. I, I actually hate the writing process. Uh, I like the the product when it's all done i like to sit back and look at it but the, the actual writing hurts my brain some days when i don't want to write <laughs> it hurts everybody's brain <laughs> I'll, I'll come in and uh, i'll turn my back to the computer and monitor the hateful thing and and then i'll reach behind me with my arm my hand and and tell myself yeah it's still there so then yeah i turn I know. around and think I think today maybe you can write one sentence. Go ahead, try one sentence. And right. So I'll write one sentence, and then from there the, the fingers start flying over the keyboard. I know that. I know we all have that. It, and it, it's it's true. a difficult process. Yes, it is a very because there are some days I do talk to myself quite a bit because I go, okay, you can do this, <laughs> <laughs> and I do that a lot because sometimes you feel you can't do it, and some days you just say, I don't know, I hate the story, and that happens to me quite frequently. I get four chapters, I get go in, and I go, I hate this whole thing, so I'm restarting the whole thing. I'm very fussy, but I know this is really not the best thing to do. You're supposed to just keep moving on. But if I don't think it's working, it's not working, and if I'm bored, Board, my reader's board. So I think yeah. people don't yeah. realize it. Just doesn't. You just don't sit down one day and just it all flies out. I have notes, little notes I make, and when I'm watching TV or watching a movie, I could be thinking of something about my story, and I take a little note in my head, or I write it down. I don't keep it in my head because if you keep it in your head, mm-hmm. it goes away. It's gone. If you if you write a little note to yourself. You will remember it, and then that's a good thing. But we all, I think it's true. It's so hard, and people think it's not. It's very grueling, and sometimes after a really good day of writing, you're exhausted because you're right in there. I'm sure in your case, you're definitely right in there, and you're tired. Do you feel that, that way when you're done sure. sometimes? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, yeah. and then, you know, and then the other thing is, do you have audio books? What's that? Are your books in audio? In an audio? Oh, no, I don't have any in audio. I'd love to get a book in audio sometime, but Crystal, no, I don't have any. Crystal, maybe he wants to go on ACX. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I might can, have I can to send, do that for him, though. Okay, I have, uh, I'll send you the link of ACX because it's 50-50. You don't have to pay anything. Amazon takes it. Amazon owns it. So it's 50 percent to you and 50 percent to the narrator what you do is you put your you know once you go on acx.com you go in and you offer your book but it has to be on amazon and once it's on amazon you know it comes up and then you put answer a few questions and then you you, know, you say 50 50 50 for them 50 for you and then you put the book out there and then narrators audition for you free and so you listen, and then if you pick one, then you decide to do it. Amazon takes care of it all. You don't pay them. 
That's Amazon, and then you don't. It's very interesting, and I think it's a good market for you to do that. So I think that yeah. might be a good thing. I have all my books on on ACX, and I think it's good because that's what what I was going to say is when I listen to my own books, I find that an unusual experience that I am liking it, and I'm listening to it in a whole different way, like it's not even me that wrote it. So I think certainly in your books, it would be great. Because I'm sure you have a lot of fans that like audiobooks. I love them. A lot of people don't. But it's very popular. Do you ever see the commercials where it says Audible? Audible Books. That is ACX. That's Amazon. Yeah. They own that. So I'll send you the I'll send you the link for that when we're done. But I think it would be a good idea. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about the writing process now just a little bit. Yes, everyone approaches it differently, the writing. And uh, you should work out your own style, your own method, and stick with it. I, I, I write a chapter, then I turn it over to my son. And this, this kid, well, he's not a kid anymore, but he's just a genius. He, he edits <laughs> my book, and I go ahead and... and make the corrections that he suggests, and then I go to the next chapter, and I pay him $30 a chapter. That's the process I use. It's but, a good uh, deal. The thing is, <laughs> you have to write every day. That's, that's the thing. Every day, you have to keep at it. You can't wait for the muse to tell you something good to write. You just write. Right. And a lot of times when you're born yourself, you come back the next day and read it, and you can clean it up and it'll work sometimes. So That's what I do. Anyway, right. I, I do exactly that. that. Yeah, I do that. The major thing is to keep at it. There's, there's yes. no one just born a writer. It's just like any other process. It takes right. practice and lots of practice. Yeah, I agree. Everything you said, uh, that's right. And I think what it is is that, you know, a lot of people don't do that, but I do that like what you do. I look at it again, and then I clean it up because it always seems to sound better the second time when I'm reading it and adding things because I already have it down. Then you can add extra things in that you think are missing because as writers, I think what we do is it's in our head, but we don't always know if if we didn't miss something because we're thinking it. So you have to convey it to the reader so they get what you're thinking. And sometimes we're thinking something and maybe it's not in the story. Does that happen yes. to you? Will you? Yeah. Does that happen when you write? You go, I need to add something? Yeah. The next day? Yeah. See, I think you're right about the next day because I, I think if, if you wait, I've done this and I've worked on something else in between. I don't do two stories at one time. I've tried. I can't. But if I don't do it every day, then it's not fresh in your mind like you think. Because you think when you go back, oh, it'll be fresh in your mind. But if you work every day at it, it is in your mind. But it's hard. These are all things that take a lot of work, in your mental work. So I think when people are, like we were talking about now, when people are wanting to know more about writers, this is a process. And we're not always happy with what we write. So, right, by saying that, what you said, it's true. You Then you go, oh, it's not as bad as you thought it was, because sometimes when you're done, you're tired. You know, I, you work in the day or night. Do you write in the day or the night? Yeah. Are you yes, a morning person? it's hard person? work, for sure. Do, do you do it in the morning or night? I write in the morning, yeah, yeah every morning. And I'm cranking out about... Uh, a book every three months now. I'm retired now, so I can spend more time at it. Right. So, uh, right. Anyway. Well, you've had a different career. You've done, you've done a lot of different things except writing. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you got to where you are now, if you want? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, could you repeat that? Oh, yeah. I don't hear you want to talk good. about how you got to this place? You had other jobs in between. I mean, you had a life, you know, before you did this. You said you retired. Oh, Do you yeah. want to talk a little about yeah. how you got um, to where you are? We lived up in Fairbanks, Alaska, and I sold Chevrolet automobiles there during the Trans-Alaska Pipeline. 
and then I worked for the post office for 22 years. I was a uh, mail carrier, and uh, you haven't lived until you deliver mail when it's like 60 below zero outside. Oh, my God. Right. So we can't complain if it's like 40 degrees. (laughs) I know. It's cold. Right. (laughs) Could you ever get warm? I mean, do you ever get warm? I mean, you had to go. I mean, were you like frostbit or something? I I mean, it's really. I have a good heater in the car and everything and uh, fairly comfortable. You just roll the window down and get rid of the mail real fast and put the window back up. Yeah. One day. day Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One day I pulled up to the mailbox and uh, I slid sideways into the mailbox and uh, Uh so I went ahead and backed up and I tore a big gouge in the side of my truck Uh, and it was uh, 55 below zero and the window would roll up. Oh my god. Oh my god. So anyway. I had to drive back to my house, and I went in the garage and uh, tool and pulled out the door and got the window to close and then went and finished the route. But uh, oh my God. I have a lot of experiences <laughs> with delivering mail for 22 years. Maybe I should write a book on that. that I was thinking that. You, you know, I have had an author on, and she's wrote a, a series about mail, series about in Lake Geneva where – they were on a boat, like the mail boat, and they had to deliver the mail by boat. Uh-huh. You know, they would go to people's houses, yeah. you know, and that was scary. I don't swim, so I'm thinking, every time I'm thinking when she comes on, we talk about this. I keep thinking that, how do, you know, she has, you, have, you know, that's, it's hard. It's physical because you have to deliver, you have to go to each special house, but you're on the river, you're on the lake. So, you know, and while you're talking, that reminds me of that, but you're doing 50 below zero is a lot worse. So now we got fifty. That's it's cold. It's really cold. You know. So you. So isn't that where you live in Utah, where you know we have really nice summers? I think in in Utah. So is it? It's so different when you're in Alaska. The the hours of day. How many hours are there of nighttime? There's a lot. I mean, it's dark, right? Well, in the winter time. Uh, Just in the winter. When it gets. When it gets the worst towards the winter solstice, uh, we're getting four hours of daylight, and the rest of the time you're freezing to death in the dark. Wow. <laughs> you ask quite a few people live there. It's a wonderful place, really. The summers are just m- magnificent yeah. up there. Do you miss it? But it do you, miss, it is do you miss it? Do you miss being there? Oh, I have a daughter that still lives up there, but I haven't oh. been back. I'm going to go back here eventually. Yeah. 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 And I think I was just talking. Yeah, I I was just mentioning before to Crystal before you you before the show. It's like so after I'm hearing you with four hours of daylight, I was was complaining that it's like four o'clock and it's getting dark. Now I, I have you have one up on me here because four hours that's a short amount of time. Wow. I didn't realize it was only four hours. Jeez. It's it's a tough. It's, it's so different. So many different parts of the country. You know, we don't even realize yeah. how different it is in different parts. But it sounds too cold for me. I, you know, I'm in Chicago. It's not too warm here. We have 20 below wind chill, but I think you beat us. Yeah, Alaska's very yeah. Late. Wow, wow. Yeah. Chris, well, do you have any questions you want to talk? Here. Go ahead. What's that? You know, I was going to say if Crystal had anything she wanted to ask you because I know she had some things she wanted to talk to you. Crystal, did you want to add anything? Um, just that um, to encourage people to keep on writing. Um, Scotty, I just want to, you know, say that I admire you and that I probably didn't have anything to do with your sales, but I'm I'm appreciative that you think that. Yeah. And um, well, I'm sure that you, well, you do are have marketing. A lot I mean, you do marketing. You have to have success. You do have success, right? And you know, every author in every book, an author leaves their personality in a book, yeah, or yeah. their thoughts, or something that that really speaks to their heart that goes into the book. 
And I think uh-huh. the places that you've been and your experiences are just phenomenal. And yeah. I want you to keep writing and I just can't say enough about you. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think when I think when you write when you know, and you're writing in a good genre and um you have fans and um this is the thing, you know, there's always different things we can do, like Crystal's saying. It's very it is difficult. But the book has to sell the book. I mean, it's not, I mean, marketing, you need marketing, but you also have to be a good writer, you know, because you can't, people don't come back for more if they don't like what you write. Right, Crystal? I mean, that's what I would say. You know, they enjoy your writing. You get, they get right into it. And um, I haven't read one of the books. I have gone through your file, and I did start reading. And you are a good writer, so that's the thing. Um, You can't just fake it. You have to write it. I mean, your dialogue is good, you know, because I always look for dialogue because I was a screenwriter and I had a lot of clients. But I can tell, you know, from what I was reading that you are a good writer because the writing skills are there. So that's, you know. So whether you you think your background didn't help you, it did help you. You think your your degrees, they do help because it does make you – you know, it's not going to make you a successful writer, but it does help you in your skills as it puts, writers. It puts, yeah. an, an, it puts an extra advantage. Yes, um, it is. To it, the it, author. It, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm, I think dialogue is important because that's how I think people, you know, move the story. I like a lot of dialogue, and I like dialogue. But you also have good description. So that's what I'm saying. You have to be like, you know, part of the western scene in your mind while you're writing that's why you know it, it's important that people know it, like if my mine are like cities you know it's like or you know it's, it's like chicago i write like that with relationships but for to write mm-hmm. what you're writing you have to have knowledge of what you're writing because like i said before people that are your readers are very into it so and you really cannot fool readers so it's about being, the book being good. So obviously you're doing something right. So I'd be very happy for you with, you know, yeah. in your, how you've done because over the years, and it didn't just happen overnight. So what I tell people is all the things that we do in life get us to the place where we need to be. And that's where you are now. You're at that place. But probably if you had not had all these other experiences and rejection letters, you need to have rejection letters. And I think a lot of people now do not know what that is because they independently publish, which I independently publish, but I also have rejection letters. So sometimes when people independently publish and they've never had rejection letters, they don't know what that's like. I mean, and yeah, that's, that, that shapes you. That shapes you. So what other, what would you like to talk about, about your characters? You know, I mean, coming up with characters that are good, how how do you do that? Do you write their traits down or do you just, as you're writing, the traits well, develop? I, I think having uh, good characters is the most important aspect of writing. They yeah. tell the story. I let my characters tell the story for me, and I try to write up in such a way that they become real. And if you yeah. can do that, then you've accomplished a lot as a writer. If you can yeah. make the characters come off the page and actually seem like they're real people. Right. But That's I, really I, important. I, mostly, I let the characters tell the story. I, a lot of writers... Use a diagram. I'm not a diagram. Uh, I forget what you call that. Anyway, they they write it out at first. Uh, what oh, what oh. the book is going to be about? An outline. You mean an outline? What's outline? that? An outline. Yes, an outline. I don't yeah. know why I couldn't. Yeah, I don't use that. an outline. No, yeah. I, I don't I use. I cannot one. use. I cannot use. An I outline. don't either. It, no. No. it restricts restricts me. I I just right. let the story uh, do its thing. Let It becomes a living thing after a while, and I don't want to have to follow an outline. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't I, I don't either, right, very, because very it's important. important. 
Yeah, I, I think that's true. Because the, if you don't know what's going to happen in your story, your readers will keep listening. If you if you know everything that's going to happen in your story, then your reader somehow figures it out. So when you're surprised, they're surprised. Because I'm sure when exactly. you're writing, aren't you surprised by some of the things that happen to your characters? Oh, yeah. Really? Me too. <laughs> I go, I know. Sometimes I go, yay, I go, good. Good for you, yeah. <laughs> right? I think that's important. It makes it fun for the writer because obviously by talking to you, you can tell you're having fun when you yeah. write, and that matters to the reader because if you don't have fun, they don't have fun. I mean, that's how I that look is, at it. You know, true. it's important, right? And that's the thing. That's why I, I, a lot of writers, because years ago, I, you know, people all, everybody would say, oh, write with an outline. You have to know where you're going. Do this, but I do not think so at all. Crystal, what? How do you, how do you think well, when you're writing? Do you write with an outline at all? No. 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 Yeah. I just get on the computer and start writing. Right. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I it's, write a, I think it's fun. Romance, so. One, one word at a time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's true. That's how you I know. Do it. Yeah, I think the dialogue when I for me when I'm writing dialogue, I we say the sentences and I, I read them out loud because if it doesn't sound right to me when I'm reading them out loud then it's not right. I have to get the right words and think if the character actually would use that word or if this is how the character really feels. And you really don't know that until you start, if they're in a conversation, The converse, and I saw your conversations. I was looking at your conversations because they flow nicely. And that's important for, to the reader that a conversation that is. is like a regular conversation, not one you made up. You know, it's them talking and how they feel. Right. That's important. For sure. Yeah, I think it's really important. You know, uh, so I think, you know, for writers that are listening to the show, I think just write and start writing. And, you know, you don't have to be as critical as we're talking about because I am critical. It seems like Scotty is and Crystal is. But sometimes... If you can't seem to get, just write it, and then you can reread it and go over it, but don't give up. I mean, that's the one thing that all these years doing the show, I find that it's important for people to know that all of us writers have the same problem. We have this problem. We do. And our regular friends don't really get it. So, like, you're, Scotty, you have your son that's writing, that you know, reading your writing, and that's really good because do you discuss with him some of the ideas you have? Yeah, we have some terrible arguments sometimes over <laughs> I wondered how that went, if it I, went smoothly. I don't know if agree with what he, the corrections he makes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, because that's he, true, though. He's amazing. Right, I know. See, that's the thing, I know, because is it about, like, dialogue? To me, like, if editors look at my work... I'm fine with whatever they change, but not with my conversations because the conversations and the dialogue to me, like what they say, really matters. It doesn't matter as much in, with other things, but I can't have to have their conversation the way it is, you know, because that's how they speak. So, you know, when an editor that's, comes that's in and, and does something. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I totally think so, because that's the story you're telling. By their dialogue, they're moving the story on, which is hard. Dialogue is not easy to do. You either have it or you don't, because it's hard to learn dialogue. A lot of people don't do dialogue, and I'm sure, Crystal, you could know about that, because you you have a lot of authors. Oh, my gosh. I complain (laughs) all the time about people's dialogue. It's like, come on, just... Just write it and, you know, they don't let their characters talk enough. That's my biggest complaint is that, you know, I want to, like, hear hear what they have to say. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because that's right. Because that's how you get to know them, by what they say. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's that, like that, kicking that, a dead horse. <laughs> oh, because this is a Western show. You can say that now, right? <laughs> can yeah, that. I can. <laughs> yeah. So, Scotty, do you watch any of the newer shows that are Westerns, like Yellowstone and things like that? Yes. Yeah, everything. Are you a fan? About, about the West, I, I watch. <laughs> right. Yeah. And see, now there is a lot. There's a lot on. There wasn't before for years, but now there is. So do you watch the old movies that are Westerns? Because there's a ton of those. Yes, I love John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, you know, yes, and even sir. to this day, see, I think I have a lot of authors that are fairly young that are on the show, and they watch a lot of old movies, you know, and it's surprising because a lot of times you think that people – you know, younger people wouldn't be, but they like the older movies. I mean, they really, I should say writers, you know, that I interview, because writers like to watch the old movies. They like to just see, it's, sometimes it's very simple stories, but people love them. You don't have to make such a, you know, it doesn't have to be so complicated for someone to like it. And that's why the, a lot of the older stories, romance stories, westerns, it's just a story. They don't make a big deal about it. They just, it's what the event is. It's kind of simple yeah. writing, and people can understand it. They don't have to, like, have a dictionary, or they don't have to go on thesaurus and look at it, and they don't have to ask someone, hey, what does that mean? You know, you know exactly what's happening. And it it is very different, you know, styles, but I love it. I, I watch a lot of old movies. Yeah, my favorites. And right. a lot of people, I have shows that, People come on and we talk about just movies because a lot of writers do like movies, and a lot of writers don't. But I think movies help their writing skills, in my opinion. Because when you're watching the old right. movies, I think you get ideas. Does that help you when you're not? You're not copying the ideas, but doesn't it make you think more when you're as a writer? I, I'm often wondering what people that aren't writers when they're they're just probably watching a show and they're just probably enjoying it. Me, I'm already looking at the style I'm, and the dialogue, and I'm thinking about the ending. Do you have that when you're watching? Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess writers would do that. Every plot has been done. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, right. Right now, so many westerns are being cranked out. The uh, Dusty Saddle, for instance, putting out four or five hundred books a year, and there's a lot of books that are coming on the market that aren't aren't that good, and eventually, they're going to be swept into the dustbin. But uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. The, Good ones will stay around and become a legacy. Yeah, yeah I, you know, uh, another, yeah. Another problem, another problem I run into is uh, staying fresh. You write a book, you can't just go over the same material every time. Right. The same yep. idea, the same you got, you got to stay fresh. Yeah. And that is yeah. difficult. <laughs> But it is, and that's why, you know, and especially when you're doing a series, you want to, you know, add new characters. You want to start, you know, um, you know, doing different things with the characters, but you really have to stay true to the character. It's kind of like, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like people really do love, let's say, soap operas. They like soap operas because they know the characters and they keep moving it on. And after all these years, people still like to know the characters and know what happens day after day after year after year and yeah. and it's very popular some of the older shows that people are watching now i mean some of the murder mysteries you know so a lot of things are coming back because of the networks putting on everything i mean they're putting on a lot of the old westerns they're putting on the old comedies and people young people have children they're watching like the brady bunch and things like that because they're looking for their children to see what a family without you know a lot of effects and without worrying if they're going to swear or show something that kids of five years old shouldn't be watching so i think that yeah. everything is changing uh-huh so what's next for you? What what are you working well, on right now? You know, I was talking about 
how important good characters are. Uh, Rex Stout, Nero Wolf. Nero Wolf just comes. He he's a real person as far as I'm concerned. You want to right. talk about creating a wonderful character? Well, Nero Wolf is it. I don't know if you ever watched any of those shows, but uh, they're just magnificent. And uh, Sherlock Holmes is another one, you know. That's just yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's almost like he's a real person. And yeah. I'd like to be able to someday create a character, guys. That, that's my yeah. dream. Oh. But you probably are. are. You probably do. And, it, you know, and when people read it and years later, it is. Because when someone reads your book and they start talking about your characters, it's such a great feeling because to you and to me and to Chris, anybody that's a writer, these are real in our mind, okay? And even if you don't write them for, like, say, a year and then you go back to a character, it does seem to happen that they do this, they say the same things and they do the same things because to you they're, they're a person. It's, they're, this is who they are to you. Yeah. Someone you know. And it's really great when someone else talks about your character by name because that means that you created a good character, which is like what you're saying, because I totally agree, creating the character, it's not always the situation. It's the character and what happens to them that the reader likes. Readers like characters. They really do. Like, let's say like Dallas, like to me, when I, and when I think of a character was very, you know, true to form, it's like J.R. Ewing. He never changed. He was that character that you can. They didn't ruin him. They kept him the same way all through the series. And so I think that's a good thing. I mean, he he did changes a little, but you always could count on when he come came on the set, what he would be like. And you waited for someone like that because you liked him. Mm-hmm. And so when you create a character that people know and recognize, this is good, I think. This is you've done your job, let's say it that way. You've created you something. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. really good. That's important. And so is there any yeah. subjects you want to talk about? Is there something else you'd want to talk about? You mentioned earlier that... Uh... You don't mind talking about health sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk about my son and myself. Yes, I, w- yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to talk I, about it, but that's fine. Yes. I gave him a kidney. Well, maybe you don't want to talk about that on this show. That's no, I do. No, I do. I absolutely do. That's why I asked you if no, you wanted to talk. No, I do. Oh. I absolutely do yeah, want to talk about it. I think it's okay. part of your life, yeah. and it makes you who you are. Yeah, I do want to talk about that. Well, anyway, he he was born with uh, underdeveloped kidneys, so when he was seven years old, I gave him a kidney. It's in Seattle at the Children's Hospital. And uh, anyway, I left the hospital there after a couple days, and I went back to Fairbanks. But he had to stay down there with his mother. And uh, when I was up in Fairbanks, I decided to be a tough guy and go back to work. So five days after I'd given the kidney, I went back to work, and later in the afternoon, I got in the worst pain I've ever experienced. So I had my daughter. She was 16 at the time. She took me to the emergency ward, and uh, Uh. it turned out that I had gallstones, and they wanted to take my gallbladder out. I'd just given a kidney. So the doctor keeps coming in asking me, if I wanted to have the gallbladder removed, I kept saying no. And he said, you're going to die. So finally I agreed to it. At, uh, right, right. So they, they, they pulled the gallbladder out, and I was a sick puppy for about three months. But I, I remember one thing. When I was in the hospital, my daughter said, your toenails are so gnarly. I'm going to bring scissors and cut it. <laughs> Funny. See, but you know, probably because do you think it was because you went to work so fast that 
But kidney stones develop, I mean, not kidney, you know, gallbladder develops the stones, you know, over a certain amount of time, too, right? Yeah. Well, she came with Probably. the scissors the next time she visited, and she put a, a surgical mask on and put on gloves. <laughs> That's because, wait, wait. overkill. <laughs> anyway, cut the turn there. I live here, I'm you still know. here. Uh, yeah, but, but I guess you are. Kid, and, you know, I think you know. I think people's health. You know, I, I think people don't realize. You know, beside doing other things, you know, we all in our families deal with health issues. That's why I wanted you to bring it up. So, what you dealt with, you moved on, and you're still here, and your son's still here, Knockwood. So that's a good thing. Yeah, the kid because that happens to a lot to of people. Yeah, the kidney was only supposed to last 10 years and it lasted 26. And wow. uh, oh, he's on dialysis God. now. And the one kidney that I have left is uh, on its way out, and I'm going to be on dialysis here oh. in a couple months. So. Oh. It is I that's why I want I know that's I want you know that's why I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it because this is a very you know big issue for people because this happens a lot in families you know and um, hopefully the dialysis will you have to yeah how many days a week are you going to be taking the dialysis? It's uh, three days a week, four hours a session. Yeah. 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 But it seems you have a really good attitude. Yeah, it seems like you have a really good attitude, and it seems like you and your son have a very close relationship, even though you fight at the other things. But I think it's important (laughs) for people to – I think the reason I wanted you to talk about it is because what people have to go through in life, that sometimes you just – kind of go through it, but you also have kept up doing other things too. You didn't give up ever, and you're still not. So I think that's really important. It's a, it, it, yeah, it has a lot to do with life, yeah. how people react to things and what happens in life. None of us yeah. know exactly what is going to happen yeah. tomorrow. We don't. So you have to, it seems like to me, your your attitude is you go day to day and you just keep going, and that's a great attitude. And that's why I wanted you to talk about it because, you know, you, we don't know who's listening to the show or you don't know who or friends we have that may be going through something. So I think life has a lot of challenges. But it seems to me yeah. with your personality and who you are, you've created a whole world for people in the Western community, and they love it, But and you have done it with pride and you also want to put out good product and you've gone through a lot in your life so you never gave up so i think that's a really more than anything else this is so important that's why i wanted you to say that because it takes a strong family to do don't don't give up just keep writing right Right. and because you had a lot of trials and tribulations yeah you get better and better and better as you write so that's right, for sure. and yeah, you know. when especially so when you have the dialysis, you'll probably be tired afterwards. But you might be able to, you know, sit there and just probably you'll you'll be able to write while you're sitting there. I would assume that's probably well, in I'm your mind. I might, I might be able to do that. Yeah, get a yeah. laptop and just yeah, write. that's what I think. I won't be yeah. four wasted hours. Right. Yeah. Right, because that doesn't what, seem what, that you like to waste any time. Yeah, right. One of the arguments that my son and I had over punctuation was over the Oxford comma. Oh, jeez. When you write words in a series, you know, three or more, and you put an and before that last word, I didn't want yeah. to put a comma in there. I just wanted the and, and he insisted that I should have that Oxford comma in there, and he finally converted me, so I put that I am so we, we have a lot of fun different yeah stuff. I know you because know, I've noted I've noticed myself when you have you know the grammar checks everything you know they and there's a lot of commas that they put in I mean you know sometimes I'm thinking should this be a comma it you know and sometimes with dial sometimes in dialogue you don't know if you should be a like you know be because sometimes people just blurt things out they don't like pause at all they just say it 
you know, and that's the yeah. thing about writing is all of the grammar. This is one of the reasons why I mentioned audiobooks because I so love audiobooks because I don't have to care if they made a mistake in their grammar. I don't care. I'm listening to the story. That to me is so because people pick out little things that are so ridiculous. There's nobody that has written anything that has nothing wrong. And you could read the same sentence over and over, and all of a sudden, the 20th time you read it, and you go, what happened here? Did I make, you made a mistake. You know what I mean? You could make a mistake, and you may <laughs> never notice it. But on audiobooks, nobody notices it. That's why I love them. Because you just, it's that's, just a straight story. I, I yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. All right, I will send you that. Okay. And I hope you'll come on again. Oh. And um, Crystal, you know, uh, this is a great client that you have, and I'm so glad that you're helping him out there. Thank you. I appreciate it. So he could it. write. So I he could write, writing. write, write. So he could just yeah. keep writing. See, that's yeah. the thing. Writers do not want to be bothered with this because it's like busy work to me. I feel like all of this, and yeah. I do it every day, but to me it's like busy work. And then I sometimes find myself thinking, why am I wasting all this time? Because it it's very time-consuming. And a lot of the writers that I have on that sell very well, they don't spend the time marketing because then you miss time writing. So I need right. to take my own advice. <laughs> Just stop. Because sometimes <laughs> it does get – It is. It, I, I don't like marketing at all. And I'm not embarrassed to say it. I don't like it. It's to me – but I like to meet people. That's why I love doing my shows, but I don't like marketing. You know, And I think most writers would be far better off – Doing less marketing and writing more, and obviously that's what you're doing, Scotty. So this is a good thing. So you're following your own path. You're following your own path. Yeah. Yes, I am. Is there anything you'd like to add before we close off the show, Crystal? Um, I just want people to be aware that if you're going to write in this day and age, you need to educate yourself. Not get a degree or anything, but you need to learn how to research a book. You need to learn how to uh, format a book. I just had a guy that set me a preface that was like 16 pages long. Prefaces aren't supposed to be like that. Prefaces are just to explain a little bit about the book, not tell the book in one big <laughs> conglomerate. Right. And so I've been dealing with that lately, and, you know, you just have to um, realize what the market is needing, um, how you're going to deal with Amazon. A lot of people don't know how to deal with Amazon. They just go ahead blindly and go through it, and it's not. You have to... I can't stress it enough. Just well, as we're, as we're speaking, Amazon could be changing. As we're speaking, Facebook is changing. I mean, that's the I problem. Know. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying you have it's to. It's insane. It's crazy. So I, yeah, so I think with the writers, right? Writers need a person like you because we don't want to do this, you know. And I, even though you're doing it for me, I'm doing it too. And I sometimes I think to myself, I do every night. I, I say tomorrow you're not going on Facebook and you're not going on TikTok and then the next day comes and I do the same and I'm mad at myself because I know it's wasting my time because I should be writing and so I think that Scotty is writing and that's really important That's what, and, and he's yeah. writing through different and the reason I, he mentioned what he did is because he's writing through difficult times so I think that's very honorable and wonderful that you can do that and so i think your son is very lucky to have a father like you that keeps oh going. thank you yeah. thank you yeah and so and i, I thank you for being a guest yeah go ahead yeah, i have one more thing to say before sure. we sign off uh writing should be done in just plain english simple english what what people can read easily you should not use giant words in there. Right. I probably have a vocabulary better than most people because I studied it for years. But yeah. I have to tap down and just use plain language that people can understand. 
Yes, I think that's very important. Very important. Very important. You. You that's right. To, You're telling a story, but you want people to understand the story, not have to go to a, a thesaurus and look up what that word is. Yeah. Readers don't want to wait through a ton of uh, verbiage to get the message. Right. They just want to read simple words and read a good story. And you should keep yourself out of your <coughs> no author intrusion. Just tell the yeah, story. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Okay. Just tell the story That's and you see have. it. That's yeah. good. I thank you so much. It's been very interesting. And I think people like myself, maybe we could start reading Westerns. It might do us good because it's very popular. If we're watching if we're watching Yellowstone, we could watch Westerns because this is yeah. the market now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah, and thank you both for being on the show, and I hope everything goes well with your dialysis, and take take your time, and keep in touch, and definitely I hope you'll come on another show. So it's been fun having you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. And Crystal, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marsha. I had fun. Bye. Thank you, Scotty and Marsha. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. Yes, everybody stay well. Stay well. Thank you. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.